you talking to me? Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? So then who the hell else are you talking to? Talking to me? I'm funny how. I mean, funny. I'm Peter Vinkman. We all go a little mad sometimes. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome to another episode of Frame by Frame, Andy. Thank you. It's good to be here as usual. This is probably the best intro we've ever given. Yeah. God, I'll have to mess it up. I'm, I'm probably going to mess it up. I think it was more to do I didn't know we'd actually started. So yeah. I just... Is your chair squeaking? No, yours is. Is that mine? Yeah. That just doesn't sound right <laughs> at all. I'm going to have to sit very still throughout this entire episode, guys. Okay, so it's episode 12. Yes. Yes, episode 12. And um, It's a dozen. Yeah, a dozen. Yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've got the maths literacy and, and all that kind of stuff down oh, here okay. to help me. Okay. Well, we uh, because of recent exciting news that there may it's not completely confirmed yet but there may possibly be more X-Files episodes coming our way no uh, way way dude whoa wonder if x-files will go smaller i think um, it's going smaller now 13 episodes max that kind of thing yeah i think it's good they've done it marvel's done it with this aging carter that's come out just eight episodes that's it do yeah goodbye yeah and that's right you can because say if someone gives um gives you 10 million pound mm-hmm. if you're gonna make eight episodes that are great or 20 mediocre episodes Yes. You'd want to go for the eight because you can make it. You've got more money for the CGI, for effects, for yeah, more you know, time as well. Yeah, more time locations. Yeah. So yeah. if they do go ahead and Chris Carter says yes, let's do this, I hope they go with the eight episode format. That's why in Star Trek, for every three episodes, uh, there were like uh, five episodes that were just on the ship, them staring at the, at the view screen. Mr. Data, what kind of cake is this? It is a cellular peptide cake. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's... it's. Uh, well, the X-Files for themselves when they were doing the... Because I think every every series I must have had, like, what, 15, 16 episodes at least? Oh, no, they they went for the full uh, yeah. 24. 24, wow. At least. And they... Pretty you, sure. Yeah, and you can tell where the money had been spent in some of the episodes and all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, we'll better be... Let's just look it's, at throw a hickey in an in a office for half an hour for this one. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 exactly it. Or uh, yeah, or generally they just base it 
in Vancouver or LA, depending on when they were filming it at the time. Yeah. And it was going to be very localized, and it would just be somebody who just stores women in a cupboard. Yeah. Uh, because that's the cheapest kind of uh, fun we can have these days <laughs> according to Charlie Sheen it is it, <laughs> it is but yeah. what I like is I said Fro Hickey in an office for half an hour yeah and you just didn't even bat an eyelid no you didn't we're that much, no we're that much nerds we know who Fro Hickey is yeah he's a long gunman but we oh, yeah, yeah, better yeah. tell All the, 12, the yeah. 12 people that yeah, he's one of the... One yeah, because my mother hasn't watched the X-Files at all. Has no. she not? No, oh, so she's, she's not going to listen to this at all then, is she? No, if, we, if we talked about the lake house or um, or while you were sleeping, right? neither of those were episodes of X-Files, so we're both films. No, but Keanu Reeves was in one, and Sandra, Good, uh, Sandra Bullock was in the other, who were both in Speed. And neither of them were in the X-Files. No. Oh. But okay, so let's just go back in time. Yeah, let's go back in time to 1993. Yeah, they were in film in '92, came out in '93. Yeah, and in America, they came uh, episodes came out six months before Sky, right? And um, that was a further three three to four months before the BBC got hold of them. So we were way behind for, for if you were poor like me who didn't have Sky. Um, I didn't know about the Exiles until. Britannia Video Club had this advert on the back of their uh, of, of a magazine. I think it was one of my mother's magazines, um, where if you if you join up to Britannia, you'd get four free videos. The four choices I got were the X Files um, volumes one, two, and three, and four, which were the only four volumes that were released in that version. Right, and uh, they didn't have the right logo on them. They had random. Images on the front that had nothing to do with the X Files, and it, they were literally just generic marketed episodes of of the X Files. Well, this is how fortunate I was. Yeah, was because I come from a working class family, but my dad worked very hard, and because I was obsessed with Guns and Roses at the time, they were doing this uh, this three hour long Paris gig that was streaming live live on Sky Movies. Right. So my dad got Sky just for that for me. Really? That's how that's how spoiled I was. Wow. And then I got wind of this. Sky One. Sky One. This, um, you think all the X Files, and um, it seemed a series that was tailor made just for me because I was always obsessed with mm. UFOs and ghosts and the paranormal and all That's that exactly, kind of stuff. Yeah. And I thought, that looks pretty good. I'll tune in for the very first one that I ever heard on British TV. And that's the amazing thing. I. Probably a bit young to be watching it. But. Well, yeah, but I, I, I didn't go into it halfway through season two or three. I went straight in with the videos. Yeah, and then more. luckily, by the time I'd finished the volume four, the BBC uh, started to show those ones as well. So I, I kind of, in a way, Caught got, a, got around the sky, lack of sky problem with free videos. That's <laughs> what so came out on BBC. It came out on BBC better. a little bit later. Yeah, that's better about. because with Sky One. The adverts were just ridiculous. Yeah, always. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. trade. You'd have like the the opening credits. Then Lurpak. Yeah, then, yeah. Then adverts. Then a little bit of story. Then and shake and back commercial. Yeah. So I suppose we should talk about the pilot episode then. Yeah. Um. The pilot episode was just called the pilot episode. Yeah. And um, a young FBI agent is assigned a watchdog duty over a fellow agent but finds herself drawn into his investigations of paranormal and unexplained phenomena. 
doesn't it just make you feel yes. there was nothing around at the nothing. time nothing I mean the, Michael Aspel was making strange but true episodes yeah. that was about it there was nothing paranormal um, I think this was even before Most Haunted but it came with oh yeah of course yeah but it came at the right time it was just after the Cold War thing and everyone was really paranoid yeah, and then the X Files come, and it was the right time. It was, it was like the right show for the right opening time. things up at, for the first time. Yeah. It, it was as if, for, for real, we were actually being told about things that, and and a lot of the mythos was built around that. Major Mulder, I'm Dana Scully. I've been assigned to work with you. Oh, isn't it nice to be suddenly so highly regarded? Yeah. So and and it was. I mean, I don't think they even intended. I mean, this first episode was, a, of course, a standalone episode. Well, that was the thing. It was like watching a film. Yes, it was very cinematic. It was, and I think this is the, probably the first time, or one of the first time, like an actual series. Every episode was. It looked like they spent millions on it. Yeah. It hadn't. They exactly. were, they'd obviously done, you know, they find out ways to do certain things, and you know, being very creative with it. Just better directors, better. And I think they they had better money. I think seriously. Um, the right the writing strike was over after 1988, and Star Trek Star Trek Next Generation was probably the only show before X Files that was actually um, creating mm. um, interesting, gripping storylines. Well, this was after a, Twin Peaks, of course. Well, yeah, I think Twin Peaks made it possible for these things to happen. Yeah, I'm glad you made that. I want to make a little parallel between the Next Generation and the X Files. Oh yeah, because the X Files is set in real you know day-to-day life but deal with extraordinary phenomena. phenomena yeah where star trek is based in space in extraordinary surroundings but dealing, you're del- with, dealing with very day-to-day mundane things. things oh my gosh yeah there is a very unusual that's think how they could coexist together yeah and both do so well that's it that's clever yeah yeah well, Thank you. <laughs> Genius, because back in 1983, Star Trek was on its third season, and they were only just starting to get out of their their woodenness of yeah. You know, they were actually starting to get comfortable with it. So I think it was a good time for X Files to just jump in and actually show them how to do it. That's why they put the I in FBI. We'll see you tomorrow morning, Scully. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I'm literally thinking, <laughs> Christ, we better pull our socks off here. Look, we've seen that. That was the, you know, that was the pilot episode, and it looks that good. We better start making. And that's what it did, and it did. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, so you, you're looking at look at Twin Peaks being the show that actually um, opened executives' eyes to think, you know, what people do want something that's a little bit more thought provoking, a yeah. little bit more um, edgy edgy stuff they wanted more more thing, more of that kind of stuff they didn't want to have yeah. soap operas and fluff and, um, and incidentally David Duchovny played a transvestite in Twin Peaks yeah well he obviously was breaking new grounds already and yeah. I, I, I don't think he's ever stopped really um, no <laughs> but yeah I mean X-Files came along and um, and yeah it was that first moment where you felt as though that, that television it had vitality it had importance yeah. it had energy exactly and the dynamic between all the characters yeah I think it's cemented in that first part in that pilot episode straight away Skinner was not in that first episode no, no he wasn't so but they did have the cigarette smoke command he was just an extra in the background yeah he was time. he was that's but right but they were the only three uh, characters who were in the first episode and the last episode yeah um, was it Mulder um, Scully and the cigarette smoking man mm. 
who I watched bloopers for, and Gillian Anderson offered him a blowjob. Did you come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen those bloopers? I have. Oh yeah. my god! Watch the bloopers on the YouTube. They're hilarious. I mean, to be honest, the stuff that they get they did on those bloopers, I wish they'd actually kept in the show because well, it would have been hell. Yeah, it would have been a better show if all those sexual innuendo I'm giving them blowjobs well the thing is though because when you were even watching the Comic Con panels yeah Gillian Anderson is nothing like Dana Scully no she's a really good actress she is yeah I mean she's managed to keep I don't know how she's managed to hold it together because she's quite ditzy and she says the wrong thing and inappropriate which is one of the things I love about Gillian Anderson is you know but as Dana Scully, she's really, really good. She, I mean, I don't think people realised how hard she was working. Mm. I mean, f- for the fact that she actually always broke it. She really is so different. And yet David Duchovny is, is probably... I, he seems more relaxed in his role. And, uh, yeah. He's too cool, isn't he? He's too... He's too calm for yeah. for the most of the part and he, I don't think there are many times... I don't see him as being an angry, agitated person. But... You know, acting that kind of just but his character, his who you know, his character yeah. went to Oxford and excelled. Technically, you know, because of his pro, his criminal profile, they yeah. caught that serial killer. I forget his name, rather. But I mean, the goes They don't say it. The goes far to say he's pretty much a genius. Yeah. But he's found these X Files, which the rest of the FBI think is ridiculous, and he wants to. And but well, he becomes obsessed yeah. with it, and and then you got the polar opposite of um, Scully, who. Even from that very first episode, is very like you just you're ridiculous. But she slowly starts to get taken into it. Yeah. And remember where she gets those mosquitoes stings on her back in, yes. the, in the pilot. Yeah. And she goes around to his apartment straight away. You know, knocks on and just like, yeah. can you check it? Because she thinks she might have been abducted. And it's just straight away. It's great. It's well, that, that's it. I mean, I I, th- I think that there's for for any skeptic out there, there there has to be an element where they think you know. Uh, I, I I'm believing this because I I'm a, I'm afraid to to think that it was actually real. Yeah, I think fear is a lot uh, drives a lot of skepticism, or cynicism more so than mm. skepticism. I think skepticism is more about uh, you know keeping a faculty straight and looking at everything natural before unnatural. Do you believe in the existence of extraterrestrials? Logically, I would have to say no. But for me, I think she had a certain sense of yeah, she didn't like believing in that kind of rubbish and she didn't like it she she was a she bit more ant, anti but an anti you know. but what's interesting about her character and the show which is whenever there was a religious episode she was the one who was led the, she yeah. led it she was the one who tended to have the faith where then, yeah. Mulder was like we believe in God it's yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah which is a great little dynamic but that is the dynamic I mean science and religion was something that people were very precious about I mm. think at the in the early 90s and I think the X-Files opened up um, it allowed people to start thinking oh maybe we can talk about this on television maybe we can just start to explore the, you know, the differences between science and religion mm. and uh, but they never ever called each other out on it and says you know they never call each other an idiot you know for what they believe they just gave them the room and said well I'm not interested you carry on that's it, and there, there was always this sort of mutual respect hmm. between both of them, even when Mulder's doing something ridiculous and Scully's like just trying to keep up with him and say, "Come on, you know," and trying to discredit him all the time. There was always a great respect between the two characters. 
Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. the very first episode, the pilot episode, is to do with an abduction, isn't it? It is, yeah. About Billy the, Myers? Uh, Billy Myers, of course. Mm. Who is it? David Spielberg. It was Billy Myers and all his college friends that had a party yeah, in the woods, hadn't they? And they then, all... then they were all abducted. and then That's it. And then, they, again, they go into the notion of cover-ups because the neighbourhood were trying to cover it up and they didn't like the FBI being there and... Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit more like Twin Peaks in a way. There's a lot of elements of, 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 of people oh, yeah. just appearing. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. The neighbourhood trying to keep the outside yeah. influence out. Yeah. We've got this thing going on, you know. But that's that's the amusing thing is I read that, um, um, well, you, you know that uh, Scully is a female FBI agent and uh, she yeah. was inspired a lot by uh, Jodie Foster's character in Science of the Lambs. In fact, I think that the series creator Chris Carter had that I- interest as well mm. uh, of having that that Jodie Foster esque kind of a, that. A sense of it. I mean, Science of the Lambs as a forerunner would have made a great pilot for this. Mm. You know, it would have been an interesting uh, exploration of of uh, more less of about supernatural. Um, but uh, funnily enough. I mean, of course, Jodie Foster uh, had a guest role in one of the episodes where she played the voice. Uh, she did voice work for a tattoo that uh, talked. Uh, yeah, so she she, she she had a, a little appearance there. When it came to make Hannibal, Gillian Anderson um, was really, really frustrated because she couldn't audition for the role. Because of Scully. Because uh, in her contract, when she signed up to, to do Scully from that very first episode... She in she is contractually obligated to never ever play an FBI agent in any other film, television, or program. Wow! Once she signed up for this, she was contractually not allowed to play an FBI agent in anything else. The answers are there. You just have to know where to look. Yeah, I just think you would have think that's 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 Scully playing. Exactly, but it would have been like uh, she's been really clever in the film choices after X Files. Yes. Where you like she turns up in the uh, the last King of Scotland and things like but that. But you don't really recognise her. Yeah, you think, and she's got the blonde hair, you know, and you're thinking, you know, oh, Gillian Anderson, you're thinking that's Scully. In what's she doing in that film? Yes, you know it's Scully. Really? Uh, I, I, it was like, I don't recall. Uh, do you remember T.J. Hooker? Yeah. It wasn't William Shatner playing T.J. Hooker. It, it was, was Captain. It was Captain Kirk, Kirk yeah. who'd come down and wants to be a policeman for a bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, anyway, so we've got the pilot episode, and um, so that sort of tells you where we're, we're at what we've got with these two yeah. characters and um, the squeaky chair I'm going to get rid of the squeaky chair this is what I'm going to do right the squeaky chair is is out and I'm going to sit on the uh... the squeaky beanbag <laughs> well is there any more you want to say about the pilot episode it was bill, solid it, it was solid it was great it really captured yeah. the imagination of everybody I knew I'd made the right purchase, even though it was free, pretending your videos. Oh, it blew my mind. <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> blew my mind when I watched that the first time. It was just brilliant. Essentially, we're going to talk about our favourite yeah. episodes or episodes yeah. that we like. So They pretty much followed on from the pilot episode. It never though. got bad. Yeah. There are ones that aren't as good as yeah. one, you know what I mean? But I think one I wouldn't mind bringing up now is Squeeze. I love Squeeze. Yes. Paired up with Tombs as well, because yeah. they did have a follow-up. But Squeeze, the whole bile-eating... Um, what a terrifying monster! Yeah. Dave, he's able to squeeze his way into any any entrance and, and kill people, yeah. remove their livers and spleens. Or yeah, it, it was the liver because he wanted all the bile, and I know he sort of slept in bile. Didn't slept he? in bile. Yeah, I mean, what a horrible dude! <laughs> well, 
respect, Wait, man. But he was, he was so crazy. It awakens once every 30 years to kill. Undetermined points of entry. Each victim had their liver removed. But this time... Position 10 requesting backup. Two FBI agents... Oh, my God, Mulder. ...will be waiting for it. <laughs> the X-Files, an all-new episode, Friday at 9, 8 central. Yeah, what a great... I mean, straight away, they, somebody came up with uh, a classic character. And they could have overused him. Mm. They only did it twice, but uh, that was enough. Yeah. It was pretty damn good, though. Well, you didn't expect him to come back, did you? No, he gets no, locked no, no. away. He goes after Skull at the end of the first one, doesn't he? I think so, yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, because was... at the end of actual tombs, the second one, uh, Mulder ends up going into his cocoon with all the bile and stuff, doesn't it? Doesn't That's he? it, yeah, 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 behind the mattress. Yeah, yeah. That was it, yeah. No, he goes through a wall, doesn't he? Yeah, it was yeah, in Yeah, through a wall and it's all goo. I and... think the first one was in the mattress. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's crawling kind of like through a... bile, man. That's that's dark yeah it's pretty cool I mean it, 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 like I say you haven't seen anything like this on television don't think you uh, you know I think that was really good and what's the next your next uh, episode you, on your list go on you pick one. Oh, I've got to well I, I, I have to jump to uh, well I'll, I'll go to number three because if we're going to go in order um, I'd like to say that Ice was one of my uh, one of my favourite episodes in season one okay um, basically it's it's very similar to the thing yeah it's this thing that comes out the throat yes yeah. and it's and it uh, it then passes on to another host and then spores go out with it don't they yeah, yeah. exactly um, there, there was some uh, just I just enjoyed that claustrophobic mm. um, paranoia I mean that that was probably the first time I'd actually seen claustrophobic paranoia on the television, not in a film. Yeah, and it was just yeah, I enjoyed that, and the fact that they had to go down, Scholar and Mulder had to leave the comfort of the city and go somewhere that was completely remote and uh, isolated, and uh, yeah, and it's it's just yeah, that was fun. It's worth saying in series one we had Deep Throat introduced. Oh yes, yes. who um, is like second this. episode. Yeah, second episode. Who is this? Um... Your lives may be in danger. Why? You've seen things that weren't to be seen. Care and discretion are now imperative. I saw something. As I said, I can provide you with information, but only so long as it's in my best interest to do so. What is your interest? The truth. Who he's sort of give? You don't know whether you can trust him or not, and he's sort of giving Mulder ideas and clues where yes. to go you know and that kind of thing and one thing I loved is at the end of series one he gets shot yeah they because they... basically <laughs> they have to get what looks like an alien baby in exchange for Mulder's life at the end which is Elysium the... Flask or something the Flask Orion Mia Flask that's the one yeah and that was the point we think I don't know who's going to survive any of this yeah, they they were the first shows. I th- I dare. thought he was a key character. Yeah, well, he was a key character in series one, and the yeah. end of series one, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's in, that inspired a lot of televisions. Um, you know, we don't know who we're going to kill off. And then the last thing, last conversation of series one is Mulder on the phone to Scully saying the shutting is down, the X Files is being shut down. Yeah, which is clever because yes. they've only just started. They've only just started, but if it hadn't done any, if it hadn't done very well. Then they've got a little close thing they can be proud of and say, "There you go, we did that. It didn't do that well. Never mind." Yeah, but it did do well. It did do well, and then they went into season two, which had a bigger budget. Yes, uh, but it started. I remember this was the season that I actually was ready for. 
Yeah. Season two. I mean, I actually missed that last episode where uh, um, Deep Throat got shot. Right. Deep Throat being inspired by Chris Carter's love of all the president's men. Yeah. Um, Deep Fruit was obviously the character. Deep Fruit. Deep Fruit. <laughs> yeah, he was well into his mangoes. <laughs> um, yeah, Deep Throat was, uh, yeah, shot. And I missed that one. So I kind of only caught that in the very first episode, Little Green Men, which is also on my list of favourite episodes. Yeah, I've got that now. Perfect way to kick it off again. I loved it. I loved Amazing. that episode. And uh, yeah, it was exciting. The, oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> no ho on the rojo. I learned to see the Spanish in there, which yeah. uh, apparently, according to Catherine, no ho on the rojo is not Spanish at all. It's Spanglish. It's actually, uh, it's, no, don't touch the red button. Oh, really? And I, and that, but I, I've always said it. I've always said it to the cats. Yeah. Uh, Starbuck no ho on the rojo but yeah um, Little Green Men it was funny because he's sitting there in a room listening to conversations and surveillance tapes yeah but again you've got the isolation he's on his own they're separate they're doing their own thing yeah what was Scully doing I, if I remember rightly the FBI guys were trying to figure out where he'd gone and she was trying to find him before they did do you remember because at the very end she manages to find him and he was like, it was beautiful because you, you may or may not have seen a ghost the evening, a ghost, sorry, an alien the evening before. And then when they come out, you see all the government officials trying to make their way up. And then you have that exciting down the down the hill jeep. You see, I, mean, I missed that last episode. So whatever she was doing. Well, she'd been reassigned because she tried she to. She was reassigned. She, he was walking around like a zombie. Yeah. Not interested because obviously the X Files weren't weren't happening. He was just anymore. eating peanuts, and she'd come up to him and just say like, "Hey, hey, Mulder," and he'd ignore her and just walk past her. Oh, that's right! I remember yeah. in the corridor. Yeah, yeah. So she was just yeah, yeah. But I, I think everybody was more interested in what Mulder was doing. They really didn't focus that much in and where she was doing what she was up because to. Because Mulder was the person who he got this intel to go to this place. Yeah, yeah. And it was him. He was there, and he was in the middle of a hurricane as well, wasn't he? Yes. So he couldn't get out, and again you got the isolation of being stuck in there. Love it. I love. I love those episodes where they are stuck in the mm. middle of nowhere. But there, there, there's just that weirdness about it, that color, that green feeling about mm. it, that, that unnerved. Because you actually don't see anything. You just it, I mean, it, it, well, when the doors fly open, yeah, he shuts them again, doesn't he? And he's like light, hiding, yeah. and they, you see a bright light. You can't kind of see a figure emerging from the bright light oh, yes. and then it just whites out it's been a long time yeah. and then the, next, the following day he's just coming round in the morning and Scully's found him and there's no record of it it's yeah. all gone but I remember just watching that and just thinking oh my god it's even better it is it's even better. Getting better it's getting better and um, yeah and they think they can't top that oh, the no. second episode in host oh my god this was my favourite episode it, I don't know why because that's the weird thing I don't understand why this episode was so good but it was it was about a fluke worm that, the um, mother of all flute worms. And that, who, yeah, who it was actually, attacking um, sewage workers. Wasn't sewage it? workers, yeah. So they're back in back in the shit, <laughs> literally. And um, yeah, I, 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 the host was another one of those episodes that just was so sharp. Everybody was right on form. Yeah. And it was freaky as hell. I mean, that sucker thing. It looked like one of the mutants from He Man, actually. <laughs> well, one that the the visual of its head in the toilet. Yeah, just yeah. looking up. Oh my god, it's very freaky. Very, very freaky. freaky. Yes. Did it put you off using toilets for a while? Um, still to this day. Still to this day. Yeah. What I do, I sort of just like put both feet on one side of the bowl, you know, and just sort of dangle there and just let it just plop in. 
with, with your assault rifle ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, any, anything in the water just moves slightly. <laughs> the amount of time I've blown poo all around the bathroom has been. Uh... <laughs> it's just banging out a lot. Oh man. But I... Yeah, I thought that was a, a fantastic. Yeah, it was just so good. Yeah, so good. There's nothing intelligent I can really say about it though, because it was just good television. Oh, it was great television. There was nothing really intelligent about it. Apart yeah. from sharp writing and intuitive, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just absolutely. yeah. There's no, there's a no brainer, you know. Sometimes television it, it goes out of its way to be open to so much discussion. Mm. That's probably because it's bad. But when it's good, it, you, you you just marvel in it. You're well, lost in it. Because obviously at this point they're trying to make the myth the myth the mythos start to weave through all the X Files, and you know yeah, they, want, they yeah. obviously want to keep this going as long as possible. Yeah, and. So it's important not to have too many other threads going, as a, apart from the alien conspiracy the stuff. You know, yeah. so you got the standalone films, which I, pref- I with this list, I purposely have stayed away from the myth, the mythos yeah, because yeah. the standalone films are easier to talk about. We could do another podcast about the, the mythos, the mythos. Yeah, there's, which I there's think we too do much sometime. in there. Definitely, there is, and it went, it got it, that sort of thing disappeared up its own backside for a little bit. I think it did, and I, I kind of felt as though it was it was kind of like a crutch to lean upon when the when the as soon as the uh, actors needed uh, the characters needed some kind of a motivation to go somewhere. Mm. Eh, let's just mention Mulder's sister. Yeah, let's just throw that in there. Or say that his mother knew this character, and then uh, then all of a sudden it's like, oh damn it! Then I've got to be involved yeah. in this. I want to find my sister. Yeah. Or we need something. Uh, what's yeah. we need something far away like Tunguska. I know what we'll do. Send Krychek there. Yes. Krychek pops up when it's things need to get a bit. Yeah, when they need to start but linking things. He was in. an interesting character at first, though, because someone who pretended to be in Mulder's corner and yeah, said, yeah, yeah, "I'm yeah, with yeah. you on this." You know, yeah. I, I believe there's conspiracies, and I'm with you. But I wouldn't mind talking about Humbug. Humbug. Do you remember that one? The circus, sort of I don't freak show. One. Is that is that the guy with the tat- with the chessboard face? And, who, yeah, yeah. In Wonder That's Water. him. He eats the the fish, the raw fish. Yeah. I, well, I love that episode because I think it's it's one of the first ones that was genuinely funny. Because I think the X Files, when they did yes. light-hearted, humorous yeah. ones, they were fantastic, and I loved them. They're the ones I watch over and over again. Yeah. And this was basically right. there was like uh, surrounding this freak show, um, there was deaths. And it turns out it's the um, conjoined twin of um, one of the other, the, you know, one of the other members of the freak show, who was the guy off the train and ghost. Oh yes, yes, and he had a twin that was conjoined that was killing yeah. people and making but, uh, him. But had this great line where um, this the one of the small one of the smaller. Guys, but he's snoop- bit, yeah. It looks like he's snooping around Scully's caravan. Okay. And um, Mulder sort of spots him and's like, "What, what are you doing?" He comes out and he's like. Uh, excuse me, I'm you know I'm fixing the plumbing around Scully's. Uh, well, not you know I'm fixing fi- her I'm, plumbing. I'm fixing the plumbing around here. Trust you. Wink, so, wink. Yeah, but he's saying like, yeah, look at you. You know, just because you're a tall, attractive man, you you seem to think just because a, a person of my stature wouldn't be able to attract, you know, a, a female such as uh, such as her. Yeah. And Mulder goes, we would be surprised how many men you attract as well. And looks looks at him, and I was like, it was really it's a really funny line and. Duchovny plays it so straight that, and then he just looks at them and they just walks away. It's really, really good. Could also be a Duchovny thing, though. It's, it's one of those. He's got that kind of, he's yeah, that dry sense of humor. Dry sense of humor that that is always on the edge. And, but at, uh, at the yeah. end, when they find out that it's the conjoined twin, and then you know they end up sort of 
you know, fi- killing it and fixing the situation, sort of thing. Fixing the situation. Yeah. Sc- one moment ago, Scull- one of the uh, freaks is talking to Scully, and he's just saying, "Look, there's no place in the world for for people like us anymore. You know, there's no more freak shows like this. You know, because of the way they can fix, you know, embryos and stuff. That there'll be no anomalies. There's no one who's- and in, in ten years from now, people will be looking like him." And he has a shot of the Covney. He's got one. He's got his hands on his hip, one leg on the step, and he's like giving this like sort of wistful look into the. And it's just brilliant. It's really good. You see, I've seen the future, and the future looks just like him. Imagine going through your whole life looking like that. The humor in this, it, it seems to always seem to be uh, in dark corners. Yeah, they seem to find humor in dark corners. I think the episode Monday did that as well, which is the episode where they kept on blowing themselves up in a, in a bank. In a bank, yeah. But it starts off with that humorous thing every morning of Mulder waking up on a waterbed. Yeah. And, and the music is kind of just, just jolly kind of music. He can't and... remember how we got the waterbed, though, can he? No, and that's hilarious. And do, you, do you remember how we got the waterbed? It, it, is it something must have given it to him? I don't no, know. I'll, <laughs> like, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> we'll talk about that, but that's way up in season five, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Humbug, yeah, that's. I think I need to re-watch that one. And uh, take a look up this uh, bit of strutting male well, testosterone. Well, I think we both got this one. Clyde Brookman's final repose. Who? Have you not got that one? Oh, you haven't. No. What was that one? That's. Um, I probably do, but I don't remember. The it's episode. a man with psychic powers assist the agents with the hunt of a killer. It's with Peter Boyle in it. Oh right. No. I don't think I've seen every episode. There's right. 202 episodes. I've seen right? everyone. Oh man! Well, this is a, catch you've up. got to see this one. This is another one where he plays a sidekick, and but they're after this killer. But it's kind of it's more about Peter Boyle's character, and he has yeah. a connection with Scully. Oh. And um, in the end, he Scully ends up getting keeping his dog at the end of it. But they have this real thing where they sort of like Mulder's put a little bit more to the background, and it's between them two, and it's a really nice, funny, funny episode. Was that was that in season three? No, I think it's still in two. I think so it might be two or three. It yeah. might be three. Yeah, because I think it was the, the the first episode that was Scully focused was of course um, after Dwayne Barry when she gets kidnapped. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. There's kind of like a whole thing about her, mm. and then they start to think. Well, you know, I think up until then it was always about Mulder first, Scully second. Yeah, and I think it was when they started to give her episodes that her own mythos. She has a completely different mythos than um, an arc, I should say, actually. Mm. You know, there's, there's really no mythos. It's more of a personal journey for her throughout this whole series. It is, and it's because of her devotion to Mulder. You know, she starts, she loses her sister. You know, members of her family start to get killed. And yeah, she, never... and she, she doesn't realise how important she is in his life. Yeah. Because she, he does ground, she does ground him so much yeah but at the same time she's he's helping her um realize a few things about her life mm. and of course then they start to throw all these little different medical challenges to her the uh, the whole uh, she has a barcode in her neck and all these different things start to well that was chip. a chip wasn't it the chip and she runs neck. a chip through the barcode of the yeah, supermarket it's and it goes medical. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like uh, yeah i mean it, it's quite an arc i mean how i mean Let's go back to Star Trek: Next Generation. There was no arc for anybody Not really, in that no, show. No. X Files. Well, there was between arc. No, there wasn't really. Was there? No. 
data started to say more English things, more normal, regular, everyday things. Number two and the girl who could feel everyone's emotions, they started to get like it was a romantic thing between them. Oh, yeah, it? on and off, but that, really that was, that was kind of, but they, the only reason why they they went full on was was the movie, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the arcs in these for these characters were strong, and they were able to pull things into episodes when they needed them. Mm. I think it's very, very important that they, that they had that. And the sexual tension between them. Yes, well, it was undeniable all the way through it. But but that's because they, never they were flirty people anyway. They were, but there was never there was the odd episode I wanted to make is the war. You're you're an X Files geek. You are. You're really not are. kidding me. Great. Okay, the uh, the coprophages. Yeah, that's what I would have said. The Co- war of the coprophages. Coprophages. Coprof- yeah, coprophages. Yeah, which is just... <laughs> this is Scully at home, yeah. and um, Mulder's just heard of um, cockroach attacks in this town, and yeah. he thinks there's something quite paranormal about it. So he goes off on his own while she stays at back. And he basically, through most of it, just keep in touch over the phone. And um, there's a few deaths, and then she he rings her. No, she she starts to get quite into it, and Scully's ringing him all the time, saying like, "What's going on?" You know, and um, he ends up meeting this insect specialist called Bambi. You know, <laughs> she's really attractive, and um, Scully rings up and he goes, "Oh, I'm just on on the phone to Bambi. She's a scientist. Her name's Bambi." And she she starts to get jealous, yeah, because she he's ah. worked somewhere else. But it's done to such comic effect; it's fantastic. It's really good, like yeah. And up yeah. to the end, where she ends up going to the town to meet up with him, and it oh, turns this is Bambi, yeah, yeah. And it turns out that some of these cockroaches are actually animatronic, ah. and so they go to this um, this guy who specialises in building these sort of huge insect like things, and he mm. just can't. It's beyond his comprehension how anyone could do this, and they sort of sort of hypothesise that if someone like another species out in the universe wanted to watch us the best way to do it was just to have these little animatronic insects look perfectly like a cockroach and that's how they're watching us oh yeah but it was just a dynamic between scully you know just starting to get jealous because molders with this bam the fact that she came out there yeah she came out there Okay. Yeah, it's a, that's the, that was the start of it. Yeah, yeah I, can I, that. I, can I don't that. think it's the start of it because it was always brooding. Oh but yeah, when from she the finally first gets, episode, yeah, yeah, but when she finally gets to the town, she pulls up and she gets out the car and that girl's in and she like, and she Scully's like Bambi, I presume. She went, yeah, yeah, Fox is in there, and she's like, Fox, oh brother, stay here. This is this is for a real scientist and one stuff. It's great. Her name is Bambi. It's really good. <laughs> <gasps> love it because they they do play on that a lot and i think yeah. in the last film they they went full on with that as mm. well with the amanda pete character um you know there was obviously they were animosity straight away because you know there's somebody else calling her fox as well in that in that film as well she yeah. was calling him fox it's, it seems as though any any other attractive ladies are just allowed to just completely disregard calling him anything else but his first name yeah um so there you go so have sexual you, tension. Have you got Joe's Chung's from Outer Space? I do because it's the multi um, multi um, uh, perspective yeah. episode where um, it's a guy researching his book. Yeah, that's it about an alien abduction. Yeah, and so he's he, yeah he interviews his own spin and, and interviews everything. members of the well that um, nerd from the town and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it's it was just nice. It was it was similar to when they did X Cops. Where yeah. they actually just broke a little bit, it gave you a little bit of a, a, a different feel about the show. It kind of reminded you back about you know, Roswell and 
and the, the, the absurdity of, of certain supernatural experiences that they go through and the way that people glamorize them and turn yeah. them into B-movie type characters and uh, yeah I just, I just I thought it was a lot of fun it's and, really uh, funny it's yeah. one of those episodes that you do want to go back to because they don't there's no darkness nobody no family members get murdered in this <laughs> it's yeah. just nice to, just pleasant and it's good when like Scully's telling it they're very professional but when the kid's telling the, his yeah, version of the story it's, weird it's like Mulder comes to his bedroom and slaps him in the face and don't tell anybody about this and slaps him again like clearly it never happened <laughs> but when he said like two men in black turned up um, I'm sure one of them was a robot and then Mulder sort of walks up and instead of saying anything he just goes ah! and then that's it very twin peaks his face was so blank and expressionless he didn't even seem human I, I think he was a mandroid the only time he reacted was when he saw the dead body. Yeah, that's a bleeping dead alien body. Very Twin Peaks. Very Twin Peaks. You've got to say that there's a lot of uh, Lynch in that episode, and I think the probably fans, the writers are obviously still fans, or at least tied in somewhere or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, love it. I mean, that's why I like Star Trek Deep Space Nine when they actually went meta. Um, you know, mm. they actually started to look at science fiction in an episode uh, far beyond the stars where all the all the characters suddenly became people working on a science fiction magazine yeah. and they were in a way doing the same thing it was a it was a satire about their own show and mm. in in a b movie kind of a science science fiction kind of a way of looking at it yeah, and i think that's, that's what they wanted to do they wanted to just say look, look we're putting it out there this is science fiction you know, none of these things that we do are actually, uh, you know, well, they're, they're, we'd like to think there were some of those weird things out there, but uh, for the most part, tattoos don't talk to you and there are no big worms in your toilet. No. Okay. Unless you've been eating apple cars and sometimes you may pass one out with a lot of, lot of pushing. Ooh, yeah. Apart from spiders and bananas, that's as far as we can go in this country. Incidentally, what yeah. colour is Scully's hair? Orban. I would go as far as say red. You'd say red. Yeah, sort of ginger. Yeah. Like ginger spice. I think she was modelled on ginger spice out of the Spice Girls. Really? Yeah. That's an interesting little uh, tie-in. Just a little conspiracy theory all, all of my own. Yeah. I just thought of right now. I so about gi- to say it. G- ginger spice. Well, when did the Spice Girls start? <laughs> when the X-Files did. <laughs> yeah. It was born out of it. It was this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. They, they should have done an episode. That would have been an interesting episode. Yeah. You don't want to do that. <laughs> no. Okay. What do you got next? The Postmodern Prometheus. Is that the name of the episode? Or yeah. are you just... No, it's the name of the episode. That's the one where uh, Mulder and Scully travel to a small town. That They say there's like a, a monster dwelling within the town who's um, sort of getting people pregnant. It's kind of like an elephant man type story. Oh, filmed yeah. completely in black and white. Again, it's quite a humorous one because um, the 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 guy who's got the disfigured face is obsessed with Cher because of that film Cher did. Oh with, yeah, yeah, because yeah. of uh, Mask. Yeah, yeah. And um, again, it's a real fun one. Again, the whole thing's in black and white, and you know they find out this guy's not all that bad. But yeah. what he's been doing is um, at night time he's been drugging people, and. Um, um, putting like a tent over the house and going in there it's quite insidious and essentially having sex with them and they're having babies you're having these disfigured babies where but, yeah. but it's got another 
Is, is there gestation this gestation period, or are they actually just pregnant and having babies very? Quickly? Oh no, no, it's a gestation period. You got pre- oh, same. You yeah. got a pre- so, you know you got a, she got uh, made pregnant by months. I think that's what drove them there. Yeah, yeah. And at first, the town are seeing it as a real sort of um, opportunity, and they're really nice to Mulder and Scully, and you know they're really over the top, and you know don't pay for that that kind of thing. But as they start to get more into it and say it's not a monster, it's just this figure person, the town go against them because they wanted it to be a monster. Right. But at the oh. end of it, they're on Jerry Springer saying, I want to keep my monster chair. He does guest star in the, in one of the episodes, post, and that was the one. Postman yeah. Prometheus, yeah. Wow. And at the very end, uh, Mulder and Scully take him to watch Cher. It's great. It's just a nice little thing. you got Mulder and Scully just dancing away, and he's up there loving it. Another, oh. another really great... I can't believe it. I haven't seen that one. You see, there are a few that I've missed. Well, I suppose you've not seen Bad Blood, then. Is that one the vampire one? It's a vampire Falls one. Falls in love with Scully? Yeah, Luke Wilson. Oh, Luke, Luke, Luke Wilson. He, he plays this sort of sheriff in the town. Ah, yeah. Because this, yes. yeah, this starts with Mulder chasing after this mm-hmm. this kid. And he gets him on the floor and, sta- and stabs him. And then he looks at him and there's no fangs. And he just goes, oh, shh. And then it starts with the credits. And then it's basically a trial. Of, um, and Mulder and Scully have got to testify. So when Mulder testifies, he's this real rational guy who's really nice, not pushy at all, giving his version of the story. And the sheriff's like this book-tooth idiot. Y'all must be the government people. I'm Lucius Harwell. He had big buck teeth. Who's dead stupid doesn't understand what he's doing but when scully testifies Mulder's this over the top sort of arsehole who won't let her have any sort of say but the sheriff says it's an incredibly attractive man and it's really funny to have these two polar again it's a perspective story. episode it is it's a one multi multi perspective episode and i think that's probably what, what your pull is isn't it? yeah yeah like but kind of i do but yeah um, the sort of go about in the books, in the original books about vampires, they're obsessive compulsive. So when this pizza boy, this is how he's getting to him, he's a pizza boy and he, he attacks him and drinks the blood. He sort of drugs them through the pizza and Mulder's like out of it. And he gets this jar and just throws it on the floor and all these beads go everywhere. And the vampire's like, oh, brother. And he has to start counting everyone to put him in the jar before he can attack him. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great writing. Thoughtful so stuff. Good. Oh, I think I'm running out of episodes now. Have you no, not got no. Drive? Uh, no, I I I thought about Drive, but then I couldn't remember it at all, and I thought well, that sounds like that Ryan Gosling movie, so oh, right, I don't yeah. know. I'm not going to put it in. It's a early early episode in season seven, I think. It, it is, yeah, yeah, six or seven. Yeah, six or seven. But yeah. it's a a guy who has to keep travelling east, I think. Otherwise, he's got this massive headache, and the, if he, he he needs to keep going east, or his head's he's going to die. Oh right, and it's Brian, Brian Cranston is the guy. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, and one of the writers who wrote for X Files is him, it, yeah. and that's how Breaking Bad came about. Back yeah, came yeah, about. yeah, which seems worth. Do you think? Okay, so as as we're getting to the end of our lists here, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've got to, you've got. Well, I'm getting to. I'm actually, do you know what? When, when somebody says make a list of your favorite episodes, do you how how many do you think is? I mean, come on, viewers, how many would you actually do? What is a logical number to stop at? Right. Imagine. How many episodes are there? Like 200? Yes. At least 10% of that. Yes, but like you say, you had to cut out the whole mythos <laughs> to even get to these standalone episodes. And you have, what, 23? Yeah, I even thought... Man! Oh, you thought... Yeah, but... 
Yeah. But yeah, I went for 10, and I was very selective, because I've got uh, X-Cops. That's fantastic. And I love X-Cops, because yeah. it's 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 putting the X-Files into something else again. Yeah. And seeing it from another perspective. And, and, and yeah, it's it's just... Yeah, it's basically cops. Yeah. The two is... And they follow... I, I actually... It's filmed like an episode of cops. I have to apologise. I don't remember what the murders are about, but because I remember the actual design of the episode was purely based on cops yeah which used to be on sky one um yeah. after star trek next generation would you believe oh. i don't know why i keep on referring to that but it was there um yeah and it was it was basically a full-on episode where they they are being followed by cameras and they're aware of it now there has been several tv shows that have actually done um an episode where the, the cameras are aware of them that they were the act sorry there are several shows not not x-files mm. Another show, the ER, was the other one. Yeah. ER did it um, after, I think, where they did a live hour um, episode where everything was just live and they had to do everything um, as if it was being shot for television uh, with cameras there in front of them and they knew exactly that it was being televised. And it, it's, I think that's probably the hardest bit of television that you can end up doing is when you're actually aware of cameras. Yeah. You spend all this time being told to don't look at the camera. Don't, you know, just pretend the cameras aren't there. You're in the room. This is, you know, we're not here. You need to really focus on what you're doing. You're a character. You're doing this. And all of a sudden. But again, they did it brilliantly because Scully hated the cameras. She did. I remember that. Yeah, but Mulder really sort of enjoyed it. There's one point where he's driving and he's talking about like, oh, yeah, you know, this is quite normal for us. Because I think it's a neighborhood monster has been attacking people. But that's what cops is. Yeah, and he's like, so that's kind of why they pay us the big bucks, you know. And it's, it's great. It's so good. It is fantastic, and and that that's in there. Yeah. So, do you remember Triangle? No. Is it's it... where Mulder, against what everyone's told him, a ship has reappeared that's been it's disappeared since World War Two. It's been no one's known. Yes. Thought something. It's reappeared. So against everyone's wishes, Mulder has to go to this ship, and um, while he's on there, he goes to a different dimension into World War Two. And um, he's got to stop the scientist, if you ever want, the one who created the atom bomb, what's his name? He's on this boat anyway. But Scully's on there, yeah. and, but playing a different character. Um, Skinner's on there, but he's a different oh, character who's played German. No. This doesn't seem right. It's brilliant. It's freaking brilliant. Are you sure? It- Mayday, Mayday, this is Special Agent Fox Mulder with the FBI. I'm on the SS Queen Anne. Ship in distress. Mayday, Mayday. British ambassador in Berlin handed the German government a final note stating that unless we heard from them that they were prepared at once to withdraw their troops from Poland, a state of war would exist between us. No such undertaking has been received. Consequently, as of today, September the 3rd, 1939, this country is at war with Germany. Oh. There's loads of bit. It's just so good. It's really good. Um, and long takes. It has this take. There's no cut for about 10 minutes following Scully all around the FBI headquarters. Uh-huh. It's because she's furious because he's actually gone and done what he's done, you know, gone against what she said. Don't go there. Don't leave the ship alone. But he's still gone anyway. And it's this long steady cam shot all around the FBI and then there's more in the boat it's please great. are you telling me that he wakes up and it's all been a dream you never know it's left ambiguous 
But that's the whole because, thing. I don't like it. Because there's like... one point when he's on the boat yeah. and um, he's, he's basically saved the day and he gives Scully a kiss, but this alternate reality Scully from World War Two. Yes. And Scully punches him in the face. And he's like, oh, I always thought it would be the right hand, not the left, which he punches him in the left. And he jumps off the boat, and they find him in the water. Gotcha. And then he's in the hospital, and Scully's all sort of, like, really annoyed with him. And he's like, oh, am I, am I okay? You know, is everything all right? And everyone's, like, saying, you know, when you come to, I'm going to give you a good pacing for this. And he says to Scully, like, Scully, I, um, I, lo- I love you, kind of thing. And she's like, oh, brother. And just walks off and leaves him. <laughs> and then as he leaves, he sort of just holds his jaw like it actually happened. But you don't know where they went to this ship and ended up just falling in the water yeah, the rescue yeah. but it's a really good ship a really good ship and a really good episode I love ships <laughs> I bet you don't know Dreamland 1 and 2 do you no but do you not remember the one it's a two-parter where he goes into um, maybe I will sw- remember he switches bodies with a member of Area 51 and it's the guy at a spinal tap outpost 134 two miles to go I'm all a tingle so, Mulder, the supposed clandestine source has contacted you. How do we know that he's not just another crackpot whose encyclopedic knowledge of extraterrestrial life isn't derived exclusively from reruns of Star Trek? Because of where this particular crackpot works, Groom Lake, Area 51, where the military has conducted... For the past 50 years, classified experiments involving extraterrestrial technology. No, I I do not remember this episode. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a binge. You're gonna have on to on X Files because yeah. this this one is a brilliant. Episode. Again, we'll do it, another episode on the mythos, and okay. then I'll be well in there. Well, this one's like another hugely comic one because he he switches bodies with this guy, and uh, he ends up having to go to his family house. You know what I mean? And he he's, he's like daughters are asking him about certain things, and he's like, oh okay, and it's yeah, it's really funny, but. This is why he, that guy goes into Mulder's life and starts then tinkering with his. Well, sleeping with women, drinking. He, that's how he gets the waterbed. Right. He buys a waterbed, and you know, and he tries to sort of woo Scully. He makes a meal for it, and she nearly falls for it until he realizes that this would never have happened, and she knows that Scully's inside this. Uh, Mulder's inside this other guy now. And it's about getting them back, you know, how to sort of swap them. And it's this uh, anomaly that they've created in Area 51 that just, like, puts, like, a leg in, a leg inside something else and puts, like... It just makes matter mesh together. And this is how they've ended right. up swapping that's, consciousness. That's, that's the, and, I, and now I have... Because one of my other favourite episodes was Monday. Yeah. And that ties in the uh, whole story of the waterbed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. You see, I, I'm amazed. You come here and you've, you've just completely turned my X-File world around. Then my job here is done. Really? How are we doing? 59 minutes. Oh, do you know what? There's so much to talk about. We haven't even talked about the films yet. We haven't... Stra- we're going to have to maybe do a series of X-Files podcasts. I think we might have to. We'll have to just keep dipping in and out of them. This is just about our favourite episodes. Yeah, and I'm not going to get through all of mine. Come on, let's, let's just go on. Let's go. Go on. What's um, next? How the Ghost Stole Christmas. It's a Christmas Eve. Mulder and Scully stake out a house that is on Christmas uh, that is supposedly haunted by the ghosts of two lovers who killed each other in a lovers' pact eighty-one years before. Yeah, yeah. Christmas special. Inside, the agents find two apparitions who were more than willing to give insight into the relationship and personalities of Mulder and Scully. Oh, and that's another really fun one. Yeah, it's an interesting one and um, definitely worth, but really well filmed. Where we'll go into you know, like it'll run. 
like there's no cut but you'll run well there will be but he runs out of one room like there's like a door on the left hand wall and a door on the right hand wall he runs out the door on the left hand wall instantly comes out of the door on the right hand so he just can't get out of this room and it's just a fun little ghost house yeah. episode for Christmas um, then Monday I put down so you can talk about that Monday yeah it's a, it's, it's Groundhog Day episode it is. Um, but yeah, the episode is about uh, the, the the same day happening over again. Mulder wakes up. He realizes that uh, he's got to go and go to the bank because um, his water bread bed has 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 leaked yeah, all over the place. Funny. And of course, he's not supposed to have a water bed in his apartment. He doesn't understand why he has it there. So he has to go and get a check to pay the landlord for the cost of the damage. Um, unfortunately, he has to go to the bank. And the, when he gets to the bank, there's a holdup. Uh, there's a guy in there with uh, explosives and every time he goes in Scully goes to find him as well and she ends up at the bank they both end up blowing up in the bank and so then the day starts again the newspaper's thrown against the door and there's another day and every single day there's a little bit more knowledge uh, instilled into Mulder's memory and and of course this woman who keeps on stopping him in the street to let him know that this is going to happen again and again and again and every time she tells him he ends up going in the bank same thing happening. Isn't the woman has something to do with the shooter, doesn't she? She's the, the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which, which, to be honest, there's there is one plot hole in this whole episode. Is why doesn't she just stab him to death while he sleeps at that night before? You know, when she wakes up, obviously she wakes up and yeah, yeah, and she knows that he's going to go and blow up and and you know why doesn't she just kill him? Maybe she loves him and doesn't and can't bring herself to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think after if it happened about fifty, sixty times, I would I would be well, willing. to I've just... recently watched Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, and love knows no boundaries. Love knows no boundaries. Love is the universal constant. You're right. So she can't kill him. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So she lets it happen uh, every time, and um, Mulder and Scully die every single time, and then Mulder starts to realize um, through you know, and, and yeah, Scully gets gets warned by her just before it all happens, and eventually they come to a conclusion where the woman has to die at the hands of her boyfriend, and everything is back to normal again. So, but it's 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 a fun to have a groundhog um, a groundhog day episode mm. in there. Um, we haven't seen any of those for the X Files before, so it was, yeah. it was just uh, it was fun as well because every time Mulder woke up, he had to try and stop his waterbed from leaking, which which went on for a good five minutes yeah. you know there's so much of that they just didn't want to cut me of course because it's just what? David Duchovny yeah, well, they don't want to cut me yeah <laughs> very good yeah. but he's such a good comic actor yes. isn't he yes he they both are they're both great but him especially I think it's because of that dry sensibility he's got but yeah but he can be serious and comic oh but yeah luckily he's not comic as in you, you would never ever see David Duchovny doing stand up oh god no no but he still has that diverse range as an actor, not a performer. We watched him in Californication, and he's like, wow. That's so far removed from Mulder to be Hank Moody. Is, um, yeah. It's dis- he's quite disgusting, to be honest. He's a quite <laughs> revolting him. character. But yeah, again, the way he plays it, you yeah. can't help but root for him. Can he get, he yeah, can't get yeah. off his drugs. He can't stop drinking. He can't stop sleeping around. Every time he manages to get his wife back, he'll mess it up somehow and sleep with another girl. You just can't help it. He's, like, some he's reason, like this Charlie Sheen like that you him. admire. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, Charlie Sheen with talent. Like... Uh, there was just one I wanted to mention, which is a one called The Unnatural. Do you remember the that? Unnatural. It's a baseball-themed one. Um, David Duchovny wrote and directed this one. And it's um, Mulder uncovers a story involving a Negro baseball player 
in 1940s who played for a minor league team in Roswell. When in a photograph he sees the alien bounty hunter, it is presumed that Josh Exley, the baseball player in question, might just be an alien himself. And again, it's just another fun... Trying to figure out if this guy's an alien. Well, it turns, I think it turns yeah. out that he was an alien. You know oh, what I mean? Right. And he ends up like interviewing people who knew things about him and stuff. But yeah, it's just a really good, fun one. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. check that out. First gun shoots we've talked about. Hollywood AD. Mm-hmm. It's a real good parody of Hollywood. Sorry, that was my zip. <laughs> of my coat. Not, not my pants. <laughs> it's a big parody of Hollywood, yeah? Yeah, we're. Um, uh, Skinner has a friend from college who's um, a producer in Hollywood and he wants to make a film about the X-Files. And again, David Duchovny, okay. David Duchovny directed this. Yeah. And it's... Um, he likes his metafiction, Duchovny. Yeah, he it's does. It's that Twin Peaks but the, sensibility. But Tia Leone plays Scully. Yes. And Gary Shandling plays Mulder. And they make... They, yeah. Gary yeah. Shandling is one of his best friends and T. Leone obviously was his, his ex, ex-wife and I think there was a comment about uh, T. Leone saying the show um, yeah th- there was a comment about that in the, in the episode wasn't there about uh, T. Leone couldn't fancy Mulder or something what was that yeah yeah ah, she sort of she makes she, a comment yeah she flirts him a little bit I don't think I could get a T. Leone oh yeah yeah I don't he think says, yeah he says I don't think I don't, yeah kind of like what would she want with someone like me what would me, she want with someone like me yeah that no. kind of gag it's, yeah. That was a bit shoehorned in, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, but there's a, there's a great scene in it where they're all trying to be anti-Hollywood. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, no, forget this. And there's a scene when one of them, uh, um, I think Mulder rings up Scully. Mulder's in the bath with some champagne and chocolates. And he rings up Scully, and Scully's in the bath with champagne and chocolates. <laughs> and he's saying, so what are you doing? Oh, I'm just working on some files. What are you doing? Oh, it's me. What are you doing? Sorry, Paul. Just, just hold on a second, sir. Scully? Yeah. 
Yeah, Skinner is calling me from a bubble bath. Wow. He's really gone Hollywood. Totally. You know, Mulder, speaking of Hollywood, I think that Taya Leone has a little crush on you. Uh, yeah, right. Like, Taya Leone's never gonna have a crush on me. I think that Shanley likes you a bit, too. Really? I'm doing the same and it's like split screen and then all of a sudden Skinner rings them up and it's a three way split he's screen actually in the he's in the bath and then they say to Skinner what are you doing I'm just having a bath having some champagne you know because he just <laughs> doesn't care he's in Hollywood but the other two are trying to have you know very nice yeah uh, again like I said I'm going to have a binge and when you'll, I'm ready I'll let you know when I'm okay. ready and we'll do another episode you'll love the end of it because it has this we're all the um, it's about the Lazarus Bowl that's what it's about the Lazarus Bowl and um, all these corpses at the end get animated reanimated but they end up just doing this like weird dance routine towards the end it's worth it's good because it's sort of taking the mick out of Hollywood a little bit you with your endless list which we have we, we could put music on but it's kind of split throughout the whole episode yeah this whole episode is a list <laughs> it is I'm so obsessed with lists <laughs> you are but, I, make, um, I make lists about lists yeah <laughs> and I just make li- yeah. I don't even get a list out um, I do want to kind of just share before we before we finish there's one fact that I found absolutely amazing um, you know um, Mulder's mum yeah played by Rebecca Tulin yeah uh, she was played the older lady uh, and, you know of course because it's Mulder's mother mm. she was only one year older than David Duchovny that is amazing. She was just one year. She basically, I don't know if she was old before her age, about old before her time, or if, if it was makeup, but she looked at least 20 years senior um, to David Duchovny, but she was only one year older. I don't, I, I, can't, I still can't fathom that. When I saw that and read that, I had to go through several sources to, to confirm it hmm. because I thought, no way. Her, her, yeah, Mulder's mother, one year different to David Duchovny I'm saying that now it's like over 20 years since the X-Files began yeah they both look the same they don't look like they've aged at all Scully's got a little bit more angular and uh, she's kind of like I say she's got more of an edge about her now than she but did I think styles have changed rather than the way they look yeah, I think they've yeah. aged they could still do it now yeah I mean, and that's what that I mean. last film you didn't really tell that David Duchovny had aged no. no, and that again is the great thing because it's the right time to bring it back now because we have got a paranoia against the government. And a new one, yeah. There's a whole you know what I mean because yeah. at one point X Files wasn't relevant anymore because people trusted the government, but then after nine eleven and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and people have got this inherent distrust with the government again. It's the perfect time to bring it back. And that was probably why I mean I, I noticed that uh, after Fight Off, uh, Fight the Future, and uh, right up to season nine, they wanted to make a film straight after the last season, mm. uh, but they never did uh, because of legal issues and they couldn't get all the all the actors together. Which is probably why Skinner only appeared uh, in one a couple of scenes at the end of the of the movie. But it took them a further seven years to to get that film out mm. because, like you say, there was probably uh, you know. Up, up until 2001 people are kind of like just relaxed and just got used to things being a little bit more open and and they didn't seem to have this, this problem but yeah, as soon as 2001 happened, I'm surprised that X-Files didn't come back sooner because, uh, but maybe it wasn't the wrong time then, I don't know I think cause too soon, 
I'm not sure it was too soon, but they got into their own thing, hadn't they? Because I know after doing the X-Files, Gillian Anderson said, I'm never going to do TV ever again. She's since gone back on that and done The Fall. Yeah. But she's not in that much, you know what I mean? I think it was just a character she fell in love with. But And they all went on to yeah. do different things. You know, she's kind of gone in and done some decent films. It's probably best to yeah. have a break. Yeah, and, David yeah. Comedy did a few films, nothing that incredible, but obviously his TV work has been yeah I, I loved him in California but that was even during when he was making yeah yeah with Brad Pitt and, yeah it's a very but good yeah, film yeah maybe you're right that maybe there was probably too much going on in the news as well because of the September 11th and the, and the war and and uh, the, the fight the, the search for Osama Bin Laden that news was already too too into that mm. everybody was already too into conspiracies now people are kind of relaxing again are they I think I, well I but think they're, they're paranoid but they're they're kind of getting that it's not as entertaining anymore, so mm. they need the X Files to come back to make it entertaining again. Perhaps, and I, I do think the general between my friends and talking, people don't trust the governments. They know we're not getting yeah. told the truth, so mm -hmm. this is the perfect time to bring it back. And it's two thousand and twelve is the alien invasion. If we're going off the timeline, so they've already sort of not invaded us, but they've um, they've been introduced into our collective. Gotcha. Okay. So there's something more that they can actually. Yeah. So, if they, which I would imagine they do it perfectly well, uh, introduce it to a new crowd, yeah, by doing it in a certain way of like this sort of clandestine alien invasion, and then the old the people like us who watched it from the very beginning would be like, we'll just latch onto it yeah, from where just it latch onto fell on, it. yeah, yeah, and then it'll it'll introduce those people. Then I want to go back and watch all of it. Oh, I've got two hundred episodes to watch. Two hundred and two episodes, and and I've, it's going to take me a while to go through. I don't them think all you have again. to go through all two hundred and two. I'd like to. so X Files. Okay. Next time we'll talk about the films. Yes, and then when you talk about the um, the mythos, the mythos, yes, yeah, and trying get to grips with it and deconstruct it we'll, we'll probably do it sure in a, it a few episodes in the future we'll, yeah uh, no not for a while yet. yeah I yeah. think we don't want to over yeah over crank over crank there was that episode um, home do you remember that with the inbred there, family yeah that, that was that the was first episode that actually had to have a warning at the beginning of it yeah. before they put it on television no, no other television show at that time had ever had um, viewers discretion because essentially they just wheeled out the mother to have sex with so she could give baby and then wheeled her back under her. Dark. Wow. <laughs> Dark. That apparently came from Charlie Chaplin's story. Really? Yeah. Apparently oh, yeah. Charlie Chaplin went to, um, uh, I think he got invited to go to a house, a freak show house or something. It was in Southern America. Yeah. So yeah. we went there and they basically just wheeled this thing that had no limbs and it just sort of sat upright and it just sort of danced and he walked out and left it and that was their mum. And that's wow. that. I, that was the sort of the the idea. Wow. Of the story. And he just kind of just took it with him. And, yeah. Well, I remember season four of the X Files being really dark. That was really tough. There was the odd sort of light-hearted. Yeah. So, yeah. but the real the crux of that whole season was really dark. The, the thing that they lent on as well is that the Mulder has gone missing. Scully has gone missing. Mulder's well, gone missing. Scully if went you want missing, to, if you want to criticize X Files, you could say that they did probably rely on the. Mulder has gone missing thing and then when like you know the company didn't really want to do it anymore so they just he just got abducted yeah <laughs> that was it and then came back when then you know Docket and the other girl sort of were introduced and I yeah. kind of I lost it then I still watched it but it just the X-Files is Scully and it Mulder it did get tired it did get tired towards the end yeah, yeah. 
and even the last episode, the um, the the court case, that didn't really amount to that much. Yeah. They could have done a lot more with that. It's a shame because I, I think they they could have tied a lot of things a lot sooner and then then found uh, they could they have found new motivations. Could could Mulder have had a new motivation to look further? Well, the motivation I mean, being that Mulder and Scully had a child, and this child was something because Mulder got experimented on, and then they had a child together. Yeah, yeah. And so there's something quite special about this child, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And so, so searching for that would that have been... would that would have been another avenue to go down. Maybe they will in the episodes. You know, hopefully it'll get made and we'll get to see it. Um, but yeah, that was it. That's that's kind of all we we can delve into of the X Files at this time. Yeah, I think I think we've spoken enough. Huh? Yeah. Hang on a second. What's that? Who's that outside your window? Is that? Oh, is that? No, that's no, no. The, is that the X? Is, is that the Spice Girls? No, no, no. They don't. No, look. Oh my God, who's that? Press. That's sport. Yeah. She looks a bit sporty. She looks a bit posh. You got a ginger one, scurry one. This is this is not right. Baby one. Come on. What are they doing? What are they putting masks on? Oh my god, they're coming over here. They're coming over here. door. Yeah. Oh my god, they're in. Oh yeah. Quick, just grab everything. What? Oh my god. What do you want? What is it? No one can grab me. No. No. Tell me come on, what do you mean? Tell me come on! What? What? Thank you.